0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 112, Developing a Heart of Giving, 10 Ways You Can Serve Others and Make a Difference. Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and you're listening to Brian Holmes, one of my favorite people and certainly one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome everyone to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams. I believe we can shake people and awaken people to incredible destiny engagement. It's going to be a wonderful program today, I, I want to talk to you about something that I suppose is seasonal, but maybe we should consider it something for all year long, and that is developing a heart of giving. Specifically, I want to share 10 ways that you can serve other people and make a massive difference in this life. Let's get started, everybody. Well, it's great to have you with us on the program today, and yes, as you already know we are smack dab in the middle of the holiday season and we're approaching a worldwide holiday that I am still proud to say that we we practice and we observe and that is the Christmas holiday and that is a Christian holiday an awareness a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ and all of the wonderful things that go with that season. It hasn't been too many weeks ago now. In fact, just before the Thanksgiving holiday, my wife and my daughter, and in some ways my son, just completely transformed my home. And I mean like it's now the winter wonderland. We have snowmen, we have, we have St. Nick, we have a tree that's bigger than my living room. We have actually we have multiple trees. I think we have 4 or 5 Christmas trees in various places around the house and so I have to retrain myself how to walk through the place. But the truth is it's a beautiful time. The decorations, the the ambiance, the music, the temperatures outside, everything about this time of the year speaks to giving. It speaks to thinking outside of ourselves. And that's what I want to talk about today. You know, we live in a very self-centered, if not selfish culture. Everything in our world is conditioning us 24-7 to think about me. It's me this and me that and what's in it for me and how can I make me feel better. Very few people are as concerned about others really as they are themselves. And I, I think that's a shame. Now, I'm aware that we can only give what we have. Therefore, if I want to offer encouragement, I must myself be encouraged. If I want to be a blessing to someone financially, well, I need to have some money. If I want to, to offer advice or counsel or encouragement concerning health, then I, it would be good if I was healthy myself. But with all of that said, it seems like we've all but forgotten what it means to live our lives in service of others. On this episode, I want to talk about that. Specifically, I want to talk about developing a heart of giving, not just observing it one or two times a year on birthdays and on Christmas and on anniversaries. I'm talking about a heart that is always thinking about how they can be a blessing to someone else. Let's talk about 10 ways that you can serve other people and make a substantial difference. Well, let's first begin here by considering the challenges that we face as it relates to this heart of giving. Let's talk in a corporate sense right now. Uh, Some very interesting statistics are across the Western world, volunteerism is down, meaning there are fewer people, people volunteering to help other people in areas of service. Be it volunteering at the hospital, volunteering at their church, volunteering in their community, uh, volunteering, maybe taking care of the elderly or the needy. Uh, all of those statistics show us that volunteerism is down. People are busy. Charitable giving is down. And this is not only true in the religious sector where I have spent many years of service, although it is very true there. In fact, among Evangelical Christianity uh, establishments, in fact, really across the board in all churches, all denominations, charitable giving, that is tithing and offering and and giving of gifts towards the needs of other people, is down 40 to 50% in the last 10 years. That's huge. That means the resources necessary to really make a difference in our communities have been diminished by a substantial percentage. People are busy. They barely have time to take care of their own family, let alone spend time giving back or serving other families. Companies are scrambling to cut expenses and and somehow make positive impact on the bottom line. Churches are struggling to meet the needs of their parishioners and have far too few resources to address the needs of their communities or their cities or people outside of their churches. Overall, the last number of years, our culture has morphed into a deep state of self-consciousness as opposed to operating in an other's consciousness. In other words, we don't think about so much being aware of what other people may need around us. We're really always looking out for number one. This, I believe, is contributing to the slow erosion of the incredible qualities and characteristics that once made our nations very great. I say nations because it's not just the United States of America where I live. It's, it's many countries around the world have have over many centuries been about serving other people. But that is changing. Well, today I want to share with you 10 ways... You can serve others, and in doing so, I believe, make a substantial difference. In fact, I believe that if we can begin to practice some of the things I'm going to share with you today, I believe we can begin to turn the tide away from selfishness, away from self centeredness, and more toward the exchange of loving kindness that our world so desperately seeks. So, let's talk about 10 ways you can serve others and make a difference. Number one, slow down and pay attention. (laughs) Slow down and pay attention. As one of my friends says, get your head out of your colon. We are so incredibly busy. We are going 95 miles per hour with gusts up to 240 we are going too many directions at one time we have so many inputs and so many outputs we have so many demands on our consciousness on our thoughts on our on our day on our time and we have become so over the top crazy busy that we have failed to be aware of what's right there in front of us there are needs all around you every single day. There are people who simply would love to get a smile out of you or a just a kind hello or a warm hug or a helping hand. Can we slow down long enough? Can we allow space in our conscious mind to be aware of the needs and the hurts and the longings of the people that we interface with every single day. Whether you're at work or whether you're on the bus, whether you're on the train, maybe you're at the airport, maybe you're just carpooling with somebody, but can we even just quiet down the conversation long enough to listen at what's behind the mask pay attention to the needs of people that are right there in front of us. So number one, slow down and pay attention. Number two, extend a kind gesture. This is a way of giving. This is a giving consciousness. Something as simple as opening the door for someone. This morning I stopped by to pick up our mail at our mailbox, and I, I do this, I think almost second nature now, but I've made it my business to just take a moment and be aware if there's someone walking up toward the door as I'm exiting, or maybe they're coming in and they've parked after I did. They've even gotten out of their car after I did, but I can wait at the door just so I can take advantage of an opportunity to serve someone and extend a kind gesture just to open the door. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know how few people actually think like that? I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm saying it's just one way of showing that I want to live my life today so that I can serve someone and give something that would might be a blessing. It might cheer them up. It might give them hope. Maybe extending a gesture means helping someone with their luggage as they board a plane. Gosh knows, I'm on so many airplanes. I am on so many uh, so many cab rides and Uber rides. And it's just one of those things where you need to be aware if there's someone who is maybe not as physically able as you, can you take time just to get up out of your seat and say, here, let me get that for you. It looks pretty heavy. What about just patting someone on the back? You say, well, Brian, in today's world, you might get stabbed or shot. You know what? That might be true, but I think you can use some discernment and just a a kind, appropriate touch, just a gentle pat on the hand, or you know, if I'm at uh, a place of business and someone serves me well, just to reach up and touch their shoulder and say, you know what, I really appreciate you. You did a great job today. Thank you. Tell someone to have a wonderful day. If someone serves you at the restaurant or at the barista or wherever it may be, how about a thank you? Just a thank you. Just being kind and expressing kindness in various gestures and acts of kindness can serve someone in a way that literally can change their life. Number two is extend a kind gesture. Number three, share a compliment or a word of affirmation. How many of you who are listening would love if maybe once or twice a day, someone, maybe your boss, your manager, maybe a coworker, maybe a friend, maybe your wife, maybe your husband, shoot, can we dream? Maybe your child. What if they would just compliment you or affirm you in some way? Telling that store clerk, you know what? I know you get so many complaints and people are constantly griping at you about everything. But you know what? I want to tell you, I just think you're doing a great job. And I want to just say thank you for, for serving so well and doing such a great job. Better yet, I did this very recently. In fact, we were in Scottsdale, Arizona with a group of people. And uh, the little lady who waited on us on our table, we had a pretty large group. And, and she was given the table by herself. She was one server serving a large group. And Man, all night long, she busted it. She was there. She did her very best. Everything didn't go perfect. Everything didn't go great. She even made a couple of mistakes, but I could see that she was trying and she was working hard to do her best. At the end of the night, a couple of us, we, we said, can you do me a favor just and bring your manager over here, please? And I could see in her eyes she was so concerned we were going to just rail her out and, and throw her under the bus and and, and maybe even get her in trouble. And so the manager came over and and we called her over too and had her stand there with us. And we said, you know what? I was talking to the manager. I said, I want to tell you something. This young lady tonight did an incredible job. Given, given the fact she has 12 or 15 people here and she's been by herself doing this, I want to tell you she did an awesome job. She had a beautiful attitude. She was constantly smiling, always on top of things. And if she made a mistake, she was quick to own it and just go take care of it. You should be really proud to have her as an employee. Do you know, man, if I had said that to the manager without the girl present, it would have been great. It would have been an absolutely beautiful way to serve someone. But to actually affirm her to someone in front of her, do you understand what that did for that young girl? It made her feel like, I don't know if the manager gave her an extra tip that night. I don't know what the deal is. But I tell you what, by complimenting someone, you look beautiful today. Man, I'm so proud of you. I want you to know that, you know, even though you you kind of you didn't hit the target, but man, you did great. I'm proud of the job you've done. I really am. Those kinds of things, when your employees do good, when your children do good, when your spouse does something great. This morning, uh, I was talking to my wife and we were, we were thinking about some things for next year. And I said to her, say, you know, Sabrina, I am so grateful because you, you should be so proud of how hard you've been working on this one issue here. I'll just tell you what it is. My wife several months ago began working out, and I mean working out hard. I'm talking about CrossFit, okay? Uh, I do good to do CrossFit, and my wife has been diligent. She's never worked out in her life, never been one to exercise. She she would say, and she considers herself to be a little bit clumsy in her, her physical abilities, but she has been diligent and being trained and every morning, 4.30, down to the gym, doing the thing, being coached. And, and she said this morning, she says, you know, I've got about two more inches to go before I can get down and do a squat exactly like they want me to do it. I said, babe, I'm so proud of you because you, at least you're going after it. You've made such great progress. You've been so diligent. And do you know, just sharing a compliment or a word of affirmation is a way to serve someone, a way to show them love, a way to build them up and a way to make a difference. So number three, share a compliment or a word of affirmation. Number four, Now, I'm going to get into something a little different here. Buy someone's meal or their coffee. Maybe even buy their groceries. You say, good grief, Brian. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Random acts of kindness. That's what they are. Just because you feel like doing it. Maybe maybe somebody is behind you in the line at McDonald's or at Chick-fil-A. I don't know if you have Chick-fil-A where you are. I pray that you do. It's a blessing. Uh, Our Starbucks, and you say, you know what? I don't know who these people are behind me, but whatever their order is, let me pay for theirs too. And you pay for it. And when they drive up to the window and that barista or that person checking them out says, you know what? The person in front of you just paid for your coffee or just paid for your meal. What a crazy way to sow kindness into someone's life. Maybe they weren't a person who had a great need, but just serving someone and extending that grace, what an incredible way to give. It's about having a heart to give. I was in in line at my favorite restaurant, Chipotle, not too long ago, and I don't know why, really. I just just felt like doing it. And... uh, I, the lady was in front of me there. She was a little bit older than me, probably in her sixties, and and uh, she was not even of the same race that I was. And I hope that doesn't offend you, because I don't mean it in any way other than just the fact that in in our culture today, sometimes you know we got all this yin yeah, yang yeah going on, and people that are hating on everybody. I just love people. I love people wherever they are, wherever they're from, because people are the same everywhere. And I just felt in my heart that I was I wanted to buy her meal. So I, I gave a wink and a nod to the, the person behind the cash register, and they know me. They know me very well. Now, they were in front of me, and I couldn't just walk up and do it. I didn't want to walk. I wanted to do it randomly. And I gave him a wink and a nod. I said, I got them. And and he just said, ma'am, somebody's already taking care of your meal. And she just almost started crying. She was emotional. She didn't have a clue. And after I came up behind, I went ahead and paid for my meal and hers together. I don't need people to know what I'm doing for them. I just want to serve others and and have a heart of giving, just to do things that that day might be. It, how do I know that what that morning they might have been praying to God? God, you know I'm in. I'm, I'm just I'm discouraged. There's just so many bad things happening in my life, and I want to do something. I I just want to I want to know that you're there, and then I am somehow in tune, and I listen, and I do that just to be kind, just to give, just out of a heart of giving. And those kind of things. Recently, my wife did that at the grocery store. At the grocery store. She took care of somebody's whole cart of groceries. And I'm like, I think that's beautiful. And I will say this, and I'm going to say this again on number five or six, I believe it is. But sometimes from my perspective, I believe that we can listen to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can prompt us. You know what? I need you to do something kind for that person right there because they just need to know that I'm, I'm, I'm listening. And, and I really believe in those moments we can make a significant difference in someone's world by having a heart of giving and being willing to do something out of the ordinary to be a blessing to someone else. So Number one, slow down and pay attention. Number two, extend a kind gesture, which is opening a door or a thank you or whatever, a kind word, patting somebody on the back. Share Number three, share a compliment or a word of affirmation. And number four, you can buy someone's meal or coffee, maybe even their groceries. Number five, number five. Oh, boy, this is going to be a big one. Clean out your house. For God's sake, clean out your closets. And all of the stuff you don't need or don't wear or don't utilize, give it to the Salvation Army or some other agency that can pass it along to someone who needs it. Every one of us probably have ten times what we really need in our closet extra coats, extra pairs of pants and shirts and blouses and dresses and trousers and shoes and all of all of those things. And there are so many legitimate and worthy charities out there that will take things that, quite honestly, we don't need. We just don't need. We don't even use. And they will make sure that someone who is in need receives that as a blessing in their life. Number six, you can give money to someone in need. Money to someone in need. Not too long ago, my wife came to me and she goes, Brian, she goes, I every month I want to give something out of my business money that I'm making and I want to to share it. And just give back. I said you don't need my permission. Absolutely. You know, first of all, you know, you're the one working hard and this is your business. Now we share our money. We pull our money together, but, but there's a certain stash that my wife likes to put aside for special occasions and vacations and things. And I said, babe, if that's what you feel like you're supposed to do, then then I'm for it. Let's, let's, that's fine. And she goes, well, I already know who I'm going to give to this month. And she had been listening to, We say to the Holy Spirit, you might say to your inner voice, but she'd been listening and she she went and took that person to lunch and she handed them a little envelope after they'd have a long conversation. She goes, I really feel like I'm supposed to just give this to you. That person began to weep and cry because we didn't know. I don't know if anybody knew, but they had nothing. They were down to... To really nothing, nothing in their pantry, nothing for their kids to, to, to wear outside of what the the few clothes they had and they didn't have a job and they had no groceries. And that day, just because of a willingness to have a heart of giving, my wife was the person who God used to be a blessing to somebody else. That's one way of doing it. Another more systematic way is you can sponsor a child through World Vision or Samaritan's Purse, or maybe one of the things that I love is the Wounded Warrior Project. We can put links to these in our show notes. Give money to somebody in need. That's a wonderful way to make a difference in someone's life. Number seven, you can sponsor a family for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. Now, Thanksgiving's already passed this year, but it's just an example. The truth is, you know, gosh, if you live in the Western world, you really don't need anything. We 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 always say, well, I need to get this. I want to get this. The truth is we don't need anything. We're blessed. We're just blessed. So why not buy groceries or gifts for a family who is less fortunate than ours? Why not sponsor a child or a family or someone who otherwise would not have any semblance of of what Christmas is really about. How about making a tradition that before we open our Christmas gifts on Christmas morning, we're going to go down and we're going to serve someone else and do something for someone else. What a beautiful thing that would be. So you could sponsor a family for Christmas or for another holiday. Number eight, we've been talking about these in general, but acts of service. There's all kinds of wonderful organizations, I'm sure, where you live, where you can go and volunteer to serve meals to indigent people, homeless people, maybe a place where you can go and minister to or help pregnant teens, young mothers, certainly many places where we can go and visit the elderly in the shut-in, widows and orphans, of course, sending gifts to our servicemen and servicewomen around the world who are in our military, volunteering for charities and various agencies. All of these things are acts of service that you can do that make a difference. Number nine, this is a little bit more broad. But, you know, just being there for friends in need. I mentioned earlier how busy we are, how crazy things are. What if we, we made a priority of being there for the people that we love and care for the most, taking time to visit with them, taking time to listen, taking time just to sit and enjoy conversation, sacrificing our television time, our social time, all the things that we do to fill time. and In exchange for that, investing that time in valuable relationships, would you be willing to rearrange your life so that you could be available for friends and family? Number 10, be purposeful and intentional about developing your attitude of giving. Be purposeful and intentional about developing your attitude of giving. See how can I do that? Well, I'm going to give you four steps to that. Number one, ask. Ask yourself, how can I serve someone today? If you're a believer, if you believe that God speaks to you, then ask God, God, how can I serve someone today? Where, Who is the person you want me to, to be a vessel for today? Ask. Number two, look. In other words, open your eyes. Be aware. Look for opportunities to do good. Number three, Listen. Listen for those moments when someone gives you a clue, gives you a hint, where you could speak an encouraging word or offer a word of affirmation or show an act of kindness. Listen and then lead. Lead by doing what so many others are not willing to do. Ten ways that you can serve others and make a difference. Slow down and pay attention. Extend a kind gesture. Share a compliment or a word of affirmation. Buy someone's meal, their coffee, or their groceries. Clean out your house and give all the stuff you don't need to someone who does. Give money to someone in need. Sponsor a family for a major holiday like Christmas. Do acts of service. Serve the homeless, minister to pregnant teens, visit the elderly, the shut-in. Just give of your time to serve others. Number nine, just be there for your friends who are in need or hurting or just need someone to talk to. Number ten, be purposeful and intentional about developing your attitude of giving. Ask, look, listen, and lead. There's an incredible song, one of my favorites, by one of mine and my wife's favorite artists, Celine Dion. The song is called Don't Save It All for Christmas Day. It goes on to say, find a way to give a little love every day. I want to encourage you this holiday season to develop a heart of giving. Make giving a lifestyle. Make giving a habit. Reframe your view of life by looking for ways every day to serve someone else. I really believe that if we will do this, our world will be a better place. The scriptures tell us that by this will all men know that you are my disciples. Jesus said this, that you have love one for the other. He also said in another place, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. I encourage you during the season of Christmas, purpose in your heart to develop a heart of giving. Well, if you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to BrianHolmes.com. You can find the show notes there for the episode at BrianHolmes.com forward slash one. One, two. We would love to hear from you. Of course, all of our engagement takes place on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, Google. And we encourage you to uh, engage with us there. Hey, if you've not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. And one of the things you can do to really help us is to give us a rating, a star rating in iTunes. And also, while you're there, leave a review. Tell us how this podcast has been an encouragement to you as you journey in this wonderful life. BrianHolmes.com is where you can find out about all of this. And we encourage you to visit there today. Well, I want to share with you that there's some great things coming up here in the next couple of weeks. In fact, uh, got a big announcement for you here in about a week or so about what 2016 is going to look like here at the... Strategic Living Hub, BrianHolmes.com. We're making some changes. Some really incredible things are coming, and I want to share those with you. Well, I trust something we've shared with you today has challenged you to pursue God's very best in your life. We want you to be healed from your past, transformed in your mind and your heart, and to be fully engaged in becoming the leader that you are designed to be. Can't wait to see you next week on the program. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great one. I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Until then, may God richly bless you. Merry Christmas, everybody.